Okay. Was that too loud? <laughs> nah, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah, so how are you doing? What's the temperature uh, over there? I'm doing great. Uh, this this week was this week was pretty 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 routine, I would say. There was not much uh, that I actually did. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, just just went to the office a uh, bunch of times and you know uh, just for the weekend I was just uh, over at my friend's place and you know it was it was fun uh, how about you? Oh, it was good you know so like last time I, uh, I was mentioning that we had just found some uh, like this rooftop restaurant and like a bar and mm-hmm. stuff that was brand new mm-hmm. so we just went, we went back there for dinner tonight oh. and that was really nice sweet yeah. that's good that's good so uh, so so I think I think um, this is going to be our first uh, first podcast, uh, you know, technically because because of what happened previously, right? Because <laughs> because that's good. It's good. It means we got practice the first time. Around. Right. Yeah. So we had a rehearsal, and then this is this is the this is the real thing, right? So um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. cool. So uh, do you want to just go back to you know last podcasts, uh, you know, topics, and then just probably just go over them a little bit and then you know probably just jump into this podcast topics probably sure 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 sure. yeah so yeah last time we were just going over you know differences between chicago and uh san francisco right so Um, i was thinking that would be an interesting topic of about like if we could keep that up going forward sure um every time just like Like on every episode yeah yeah just like an update sure yeah um yeah yeah, yeah, and then we were just going over yeah, and then we talked about uh, we talked a lot about um, audiobooks and then the different books we were reading. Mm-hmm. I think that was mm-hmm. that was the main gist we talked about. Right, and then we yeah. are we actually talked about you know the introduction for both of us and why the name Jeffer, right? And um, right, right, right. We talked a little bit about my pronunciation and stuff. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and what else? We I think we talked a little bit about Apple Watch um, and, you know, WWDC and, uh, you know, the, the, the Google, uh, Phil Schiller's, uh, you know, talk show, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. So, uh, just to Yeah, so actually, I... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No. No, what were you saying? I was, I was just, you know, trying to see if we can kind of rehash the same thing again and then, you know, just present this information again, you know. Who you are and who I am yeah. and you know stuff like that. That's yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. we can keep it short. I think it was sure. I don't know. I, I was thinking about it, you know going over that stuff again. Yeah. I think it's we can kind of link to those things. Oh yeah, um, that, that, that's yeah. actually a good idea. We could just do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so actually, so since we had talked about the uh, the Phil Schiller interview before, I actually listened to that during this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, oh yeah, it was very good. I thought it was a very good interview. You liked it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought that was really good. Did you watch the video or did you did you just? I, I actually the watched the video. Uh, you know, uh, it was okay. good, and uh, I never knew Phil Schiller was you know such a smart guy. I mean, you know, he he. I mean, I I, I know obviously he, he he he's one of the top execs of you know Apple, but then I didn't know that this guy was you know um, he had a really good presence. I would say right, and you know he mm-hmm. he knew how to talk and he knew what to say and what not to say, obviously, right? And um, I really liked uh, whatever he said. Yeah. No, I thought he was definitely on top of the situation. 
I thought it was good that he was <laughs> out there talking to him. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy who was uh, in charge of the situation, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good thing to listen to. Right, yeah. <laughs> if only just for the background for Daring Fireball. Not I mean, it was all, they were talking about Apple as well, but it was about the interaction between the two, I think, a lot more than one or the other. Right, and that was, uh, that was the thing that really got me surprised, uh, which was, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know that, you know, Gruber actually knew so many people, uh, you know, at that level in Apple. I, I just thought he knew a couple of, you know, probably some key developers in the core OS or whatever, right? Uh, but I didn't know mm-hmm. that this guy was, you know, really close to, like, you know, Phil Schiller. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I, yeah. It actually kind of makes me feel like, you know, whatever he writes, um, I don't know if it, you know, if it makes it lose the authenticity of whatever he writes. Um, probably not. You know. Oh, you think you think he's, like, tainted now? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I started thinking of that, but I don't think he does. I, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? No, I think it's... I, 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 I thought he was in that... Situa- that relationship already, so I, I, it was, it was more of a confirmation to me than a surprise. Mm. So I was fine with that. Mm. Um, I mean, I'd rather him have an actual information source than him making up information. So that's my, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my view on that. That's the thing. Uh, but what I was uh, thinking about was, you know, a lot of stuff that he writes, right? People like Verge or you know, Record or any other uh, media house, they just you know, keep reading his blog post and then, you know, start doing a lot of, uh, you know, coverage for Apple stuff, you know, just before they, mm-hmm. that, you know, anything comes out. And that actually gives a lot of hype for Apple stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, which means this guy, you know, this guy is, you know, just makes me think that, you know, this guy's kind of schemed in such a way that he gives some kind of information and he doesn't, he just, you know, holds off of some kind of information and, you know, the information oh, that I'm he sure. gives out kind of teases people. He's got to, I mean... He's working for a business. He's got to be doing that. Right, stuff. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so so if we want to talk about new topics, mm-hmm. the, I was thinking, I've been thinking about it a lot recent, uh, last couple of days. So so um, a couple things of mine had, got, had gotten featured on Product Hunt. So yeah, we, we needed to talk Should about we? this yeah, because yeah. I've been thinking about it. Oh, congratulations about, about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was it was good and bad. I have this note. So I've been taking, uh, I've been starting to do this thing uh, over the last maybe two months where I write notes uh-huh. every day and I organize them by day. Uh-huh. So on the day that the first thing got featured, which was um, this newsletter that Martin designed, Josh, uh, Josh Martin, mm-hmm. uh, good friend of ours, sure. and uh, I, he designed it and I built it, uh, which is just kind of like a newsletter f- variation for um, dribble mm-hmm. artist mm-hmm. works. So that got featured on, what was that? What was that, that called? Was... Did you guys give that a name? I thought you guys gave it a name. Yeah, it's, it's called, it's called uh, Alley Oop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, man, I'm actually subscribed to that. <laughs> but there was, yeah, there was the other thing people. that you guys were working on, which was called Bench, I guess? Yeah, 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 Bench, yeah. That never came to fruition. Oh, yeah. Just because, um, basically, the the... The feature set that we were building uh-huh. got replicated by Dribble like the day that we wanted to release ours. Oh right! So, oh right! Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we ended up not releasing it just because right. it was very much superseded by their functionality. Yeah, but the design was so uh, sick. I guess I mean it was really really cool, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, no, it's, and it's very functional, and I actually learned a lot doing it as well. But sure, uh, sure. So we may do it in the future. Yeah. But right now, yeah. we kind of moved on from that. Yeah. And so the next thing we built after that was Alley Oop, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of didn't get um, super, a lot of traction. We weren't marketing it that much. Mm-hmm. And then somebody found it uh, on Tuesday, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and posted on Product Hunt, and it, and it got very popular. So that was, that was nice. That was nice feedback. Sure. Um, how popular so was that? So now we've got, you know, a few... So uh, I got a I got a few upvotes and we got a few hundred subscribers now. So, uh-huh. and we keep getting more in every day. So that was nice. That's great. Hopefully it continues. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then so then the next day, mm-hmm. um, this other product that I've been working on uh, by myself, and I got a little bit of design help from Martin on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Narrow, which is like um, sure takes. You submit URLs or text to it, and it will read it back to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does a text-to-speech conversion, and then it'll give sure. that, yeah. you know, that audio back to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that got posted the next day, mm-hmm. and that got very popular, mm-hmm. uh, much more popular than the Alley Oop newsletter. Sure. So that was interesting to deal with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, my note. I'm trying to find this note from uh, that day, and it was yeah. Yeah. So the first day. Uh, it was a lot, I sent a lot of emails, um, <laughs> and basically the text of those emails was pretty much all the same thing, uh-huh. which was like, oh, my apologies, uh, it's a server hiccup due to the traffic spike, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be back what, online Was soon, that a Heroku app? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I kept having to basically put out fires the whole day. So uh-huh. it was very exciting, very stressful. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, the next day, uh, this thing I have written down here is that uh, few things are more stressful or pleasurable uh-huh. to your ego <laughs> than getting featured on Product Hunt. Sure, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a roller coaster for a little bit there. Yeah. Man, you've been working yeah, on this so for now like that a one's... year or something, right? Yeah, so, so this is the thing I've been thinking about today, especially. So not necessarily a year. I guess I started building this. I built, like, a command line version mm-hmm. that I could, like, pass a URL to and have it read it back to me. Mm-hmm. I guess I built that back in, like, September. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually built that out to, like, um, be a podcast service for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I built out, you know, like, bookmark functionality and mm-hmm. ways for you to, like, you know, integrate into an API and sure. things like that. Sure. Uh, and then I got a f- I've had a few... Uh, a couple hundred people, mm-hmm. maybe like between 100 and 200 people using it, mm-hmm. probably for the last, I guess like six months or so, uh-huh. maybe maybe a little less than that, uh-huh. uh, because I haven't been I haven't been pop- I haven't been posting it very many places or anything like that. Sure. Um, and I've got a few different people paying for it, so there's like a free plan and a paid plan. Uh-huh. Um, so I had that, and then it got picked up, you know, on Wednesday or so. Sure. And it got very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's got, I guess, almost, maybe almost a thousand different subscribe users on it right now. Wow. Yeah. Um, not all paying, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's been very encouraging. And so I guess the, the big difference I was thinking about today was that, um, so with this big influx of people using it, mm-hmm. you know, I got a bunch of, um, well, I got a bunch of bug Bug reports <laughs> that I was I was working on today, That's but then good, I got right? a bunch you got a lot of, of feedback. Right, right. I got a yeah. lot of feedback, and yeah. so some of those were bug reports, but some of those were feature requests, right? Oh. And so the big difference today, so the big difference today is that um, I was I was working a lot on it, 
And today was the first day I was working on things that I wasn't going to use myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was thinking about that a lot today of like, sure. up until now, I had only built things uh-huh. um, when I needed them, right? So I would, I would build a feature and then I would go, you know, like two months or so without touching the app mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. because it would function correctly and it did exactly what I needed it mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and what the current user set needed it to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't need to build anything else out. And then today I was building out a lot of things that um, I myself am not going to be using. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was thinking about that and whether I actually want to be releasing those or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, do, do you have an example of something that you uh, really didn't want but people actually wanted? Right, right. So the, the, none of these are things that I think are bad ideas. They're just um, use cases that I had not Come wanted for myself. Yeah, right. Sure, so, for, yeah. so for example, the biggest re- one of the biggest requests that I got was um, pocket integration. Mm-hmm. So people wanted it so that whenever they saved an article to pocket, mm-hmm. if they didn't read it in pocket, it would automatically get pulled into the narrow feed mm-hmm. and it would get, mm-hmm. get sent to their phone as a podcast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I built, I, I actually had thought of that a long time ago sure. for myself and I actually stopped using pocket because I started just sending everything to narrow instead. Mm-hmm. Um, does pocket let you interfere when you save stuff? What do you mean let you interfere? Like, does it let you know? Like, I, I know I, I kind of worked with the API for a little bit, but I know it, it gets you. Oh, you mean like, do they have web hooks or anything? Right. Like yeah. Right. No, they don't have that. But what I do is I can, I basically today I built out a service where um, you can authenticate with Pocket and get, you know, tokens and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. I'll just pull Pocket and, you know, I'll pull it at a regular interval. And if there are new articles, I pull them in. I see. Um, and so I built that out today and I'm not going to be using that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people said that they would pay a good amount of money for that. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that's really the first thing that I've built. Mm-hmm. Um that I myself am not going to be using, mm-hmm. and I know I'm not going to be using that, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people requested it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You can actually uh, talk, so it, tweet at that guy. I think his name is Nate Wiener or something. Uh, the guy who is uh, the guy from uh, Pocket. You can just let him know about this, and then he can probably give you like you know unlimited access or whatever because you don't have to worry about the. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, rape limiting and stuff. So. I should do that. Yeah, I didn't know there was an actual person behind the like the founder at publicly yeah of, of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah there's a good story behind like he i think he uh there was a point when he actually um tried to get into the twitter firehose right and then he got access to like if you so right now if you want to access uh you know tweets um you know that belong to a particular hashtag or something right uh you just get a random sample like one percent of all the t- tweets that are happening right and that's how people mm-hmm, do a lot mm-hmm. of sentiment analysis and stuff like that, right? But uh, mm-hmm. what he did um, was uh, essentially hacking into uh, the, the the whole, you know, the whole, you know, all the tweets, you know, that that correspond to a particular hashtag or you know all the tweets that are happening right now. So, uh, which was which was kind of um, not open, um, but he kind of opened it up and you know <laughs> exposed that, and uh, you know. Uh, yeah, so um, he's a good guy. You 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 could probably just you know tweet at him, tell him you know what you're doing, and you know, that'd be cool. And um, yeah, 
and i think it's it's, it's a good thing right because uh, it's 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 not a personal project anymore i think this is the point where you say it's not a personal project anymore it's a it's a pro- product right it's not a project anymore right, right? so because mm-hmm. you you're just building stuff because you know someone else is using something that you might not essentially use uh, and you know and and you and you want to build that because people are using it right so uh, right that's 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 really great and i'm really happy for you because uh, you really want attraction for a long time and you got you want you i think you you really got what you wanted right because uh was it featured on hn as well no no not yeah. yet yeah that, that, that i don't know if i'm gonna i was i was thinking about that today if i'm gonna submit it or not uh-huh um yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> we'll see i got i gotta build out i gotta build it out a little bit more yeah to be a little bit more robust sure. <laughs> to handle that traffic and you said it was good and bad why was it bad it was bad because it was stressful, right? So, um, so one of the things was, it, you know, I got featured, and then I tried to scale out the server architecture, mm-hmm. and then I didn't realize that this one library that I was using didn't support multi, um, like horizontal scaling. <laughs> so then I had to sit there, and I had to, you know, refactor that code base mm-hmm. to try to support horizontal scaling, things like that. Mm-hmm. So there was there's little un unseen um, hindrances that I, I hadn't planned for. Would, that was what was stressful. Wouldn't you just, you know, spin up more dynos on Heroku and then just be done with it? No, because that's the thing, is that it wouldn't scale horizontally. Oh. Like, it was, it, it relied, on, it, it required you to be only using uh, one server, and so I had to uh-huh. refactor those things. I see. Yeah. And did you rewrite the whole thing in anyway. Go? No, actually, so this is, uh, it's multiple servers that are running this product right now. So mm-hmm. the main system is written in Node, um, mm-hmm. and then I do have Go server for the actual podcast serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm thinking about making up, spinning up another Go instance for other tasks, like this pocket system. Sure. But right now that's written in Node, so I only have two right now, which is the Go, Go um, server and the Node server. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But and it's working out pretty well so far with that. Sure. But uh, yeah. like I've never had any problems with the Go server, which cool. has been nice. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, so you're actually making real money out of this. <laughs> well, I, I'm not. So I was, I was thinking about that as well today, right? So I have a certain number of people that are paying. But right now, that's mm, almost, it's, it's not very much over the like monthly cost of running the Heroku instances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... If you take into account, you know what, like whatever my time is worth, I'm not making a profit. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, hopefully, so like when I release this pocket integration, yeah. uh, you know, a bunch of people said that they would pay if I had that. So yeah. hopefully, if I release this, then um, they will, yeah. right? And so that's that's the other thing is that today, you know, I'm building out this pocket integration, and part of that is doubling the uh, the monthly cost. <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see if that uh, yeah. if people convert on that or not. But you're getting yeah. famous, right? So yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. It may only last five seconds, but, uh, but, but, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't know. It's just interesting because I've never had a side project spin up to be... I guess the closest thing was that the the uh, the WordPress theme that I wrote a long time Naked ago, WordPress. but I didn't charge money for that. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't charge money for that, so sure. I never felt like I had to maintain it or anything. Sure. I guess the big difference here is that I'm, I'm, I have a paid plan, and so... I have. I feel like I have a responsibility to these people to uh, definitely to yeah. give them a product that they want. Right, it's a real product, right? So it's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What did, what did uh, Josh Martin think about this? 
Oh, he was just, he was, he was very much the same comments that you had, which was like, oh, this is what you wanted, right? So you, you must be happy about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Awesome. That's, yeah. that's really great. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? I forget what else I had to say about that. Yeah. Have, so are you working, so I've been seeing you do a lot of the, these, uh, you know, the iOS courses and things like that. Are you starting any of your own personal projects? Um, yeah, maybe soon. I, I wasn't sure. Like, you know, um, I'm, I'm still trying to learn some languages like, um, you know, client side, server side. Uh, I started learning, uh, Swift, um, in the workplace. They, they have a really good, they had a really good course, uh, for six weeks where we just, you know, learn, uh, doing iOS in Swift, right? So, um, mm-hmm. As part of that course, I kind of built a bunch of apps and, you know, um, towards the end of it, I didn't really take it seriously, but then I kind of finished the final project or whatever for the course. Um, and that was, uh, um, San Francisco transit app. Like, you know, um, actually I did a really, really small amount of work in that and, you know, (laughs) everything else was built by my colleagues. Right. So anyway, uh, so, um, I think I kind of know, uh, you know, a couple of pieces of iOS programming, which you actually need for building an app, you know, just like, uh, Mm -hmm. a social app, which actually uses a server API, tries to authenticate you. And then, you know, probably, uh, you can make an account and have permissions on that. Yeah. 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 Just trivial things. Right. So, uh, I could probably do that maybe in a weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, simple things like using pods and, you know, uh, you know, pull to refresh and, you know, it's really, really small things. Um, so I get that stuff. Uh, but on the server side, I think I'm getting really, really good at Python. But then um, I, I don't know. I started learning Clojure and uh, um, I, I really like the language, right? And um, it's, I think it's concise and, you know, uh, lets you express a lot of things in uh, uh, a really small amount of code. And um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to pick up that language. And um, so uh, my plan was to kind of get started a little bit with Closure, kind of understand how Closure web apps work, and uh, this whole JVM thingy is a bit new to me. I mean, I did work with Java stuff, but uh, the whole Maven, you know, the dependency resolution and stuff, uh, it just feels so mm-hmm. complicated. Maybe it's not. I just, I'm, maybe I'm just dumb. So, um, <laughs> uh, it just feels so complicated to me. So I, um, I started looking at Closure, and then uh, there's, a, there's a book called Closure Web Development that I'm actually looking at every day, and uh, I'm just going through that. So uh, probably in a couple of weeks, uh, I'll get some uh, good understanding on you know how this works. Then probably I'll write a server component, uh, like a pretty simple REST API, whatever. Uh, and then I did have uh, an idea which was simple enough and stupid enough <laughs> um, that you know <laughs> um, that one could you know probably hack in a couple of weekends, right? I think I told you about this. The, the it's the it's the it's the app about voyeurism. <laughs> if you remember that app. About about the what? Uh, about voyeurism, like you see, uh, you know, others' pictures. Oh right, right, like right. Random pictures, blurred pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the one I want to build. So um, because it's simple and uh, you never know it might take off. So. Um, right, right. Yeah, and um, that's that's what I'm planning on doing uh, but then work work has been really really hectic I've been learning a lot of new things uh, from the DevOps world and uh, just because I was uh, I was just a developer 
though it was kind of a full stack developer uh, in my previous work uh, when I was with you, um, you know, I didn't really do a lot of sysadmin DevOpsy stuff, and that's um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a great opportunity right now for me to learn a lot of those things. And um, it's just as though it's just that those things are, uh, you know, not really easy to pick up. I guess they it kind of takes a long time for you to understand a lot of things, uh, and uh, you know. It's it's this um it's this thing of you know how to make it work and you have a way to make it work but you really want to know why it doesn't work, right? And yeah. you can get stuck for so long in trying to understand why stuff doesn't work. Um, and as part of you know this this uh, the whole DevOps thing, I think you have to understand how things work, and that's the whole idea of being a DevOps guy because you know. Um, you've got to have that level of understanding of things. Uh, that's, what, that, that's what I think about it. So um, there's a lot of reading, uh, not a lot of code writing. There's a lot of code reading. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of book reading, a lot of, you know, man reading, manual pages reading, right? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of slow and sluggish, but um, um, I, don't, I don't really do a lot of coding uh, for my day job, but yeah, um, um, planning to do some side projects soon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, do you keep a do you keep a list of all these ideas uh no. how do you keep track of all these because i've been trying no. to figure out how to do that no no unfortunately no there was an app called letter space that i actually tried did you know that did you ever try that app it's it's a, it's just a note mm-hmm. app right it's it's a it's a notes app that you know it lets you I think it, it integrates with iCloud or whatever, and then it just syncs um, the notes between your Mac and your phone, right? And the good thing is it lets you um, tag your notes by just, you know, hashtags. So you could just hashtag, okay. you know, ideas, or you could just hashtag, you know, go closure or whatever, and then it just auto-categorizes them based on the hashtags. I think I think even mm-hmm. uh, Vesper, which is by Gruber, kind of works this way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so. Um but yeah, um, I, I, I tried that app. Um, for some reason, it doesn't work, and um, I don't know why. And the other reason was that um, I don't usually use my work Mac for a lot of, uh, you know, my personal stuff. I don't, I don't connect my iMessages with, you know, in my work Mac. I don't, I don't use my iMessages in my work Mac, and I don't, I don't use uh, the notes or anything. I, I don't log into my iCloud on my work Mac. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, you don't have the benefit of using that, right? Exactly, right? So it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, I just have to probably put down those ideas on my phone and you know, just make it work that way. And even right now, uh, for topics for the podcast, right? So I just I just start writing a new note for each podcast and then probably have the first line of the note be you know, part one or part two. Right now, I have part two in front mm-hmm. of me. So, uh, you know, when I keep listening to podcasts or keep listening to books and, you know, keep reading stuff, uh, if, I, if something, you know, comes across, I, I just, you know, take out that note and then start writing stuff. Uh, yeah. So. Gotcha. Yeah. What, what are you? Because I've been trying to keep track. So I, I just, I, I keep my, so we don't have work computers right now. So I just have my one personal computer. <laughs> so it's easy for me. <laughs> um, but what I do is I just, you know, like I was saying, I have a different note for each day of the week mm-hmm. and then um, just continuously add things in there. And it's, it's a lot of like, you know, random ideas I have during the day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, I'll put, I'll use it as a scratch pad, right? So if I need to copy and paste something and then save it for later, I'll put it in there. Mm -hmm. So it's this big <laughs> conglomeration of a bunch of things. But it's been useful because I can go back and, you know, I, it's like, oh, I remember I wanted to do this thing. Um, but I, I remember it was like in the middle of two weeks ago or so, and I can go back and I can usually find it. So it's been working out well. Uh -huh. Another thing I've been starting to do actually is, is writing them on... Um, my website and putting just putting them up as like here here's a free idea that somebody can take if they want. <laughs> so like so like one I, one I recently had that I put up there was um, I was thinking that you could use um, and I don't think I'm going to build this so that's that's another reason why I put it up there is because I was like uh, I'd be interested to see somebody else build it but I don't think I'm going to. Sure. Which is that I think you could use uh, GitHub mm -hmm. as a social media site right so like on GitHub you can follow people and things mm -hmm. but it's not a true social interaction where you can like comment and things like that right so what i was thinking is it would be easy yeah, if you, you can had, comment, so right? you, you had can a, actually comment on the issues and stuff like pull request issues no you can but you can't you can't have a conversation with like one other person outside of a repo true, right true. yeah right so what i was thinking is so say you have a separate app called social hub mm -hmm. right okay so what social hub would do is like you you sign up for social hub and what it would do is it would make a public repo mm -hmm. Uh, with the same name on every member's GitHub profile. Mm -hmm. And then what it would be is, like, every time you post something, mm -hmm. it's like posting a Git commit to that repo, right? Mm -hmm. So then you can go back through the history, and people can comment on your commit, right? And so you can go, you can go back and forth, mm -hmm. and it uses Git's internal architecture mm -hmm. to do the social media, um, you know, memory management and database mm -hmm. uh, allocation for all these different messages and things. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that that would be, you know, relatively easy because I think all those things are available through the GitHub API right now. Right. I think you could absolutely build something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, pretty quickly. Yeah. That would, that would use so, that would use basically Git architecture mm -hmm. as a database, mm -hmm. right, as opposed to you know an actual database system. Right. Right. It's similar. I was thinking of it similar to uh, I don't know if you saw. I think it was a couple three weeks ago maybe, somebody posted a way for you to use the Reddit API uh -huh. to um, store data in comments. So you could basically replicate a database as Reddit comments where you can like upload a file or you can post text or whatever you want to do. Uh -huh. And it stores it in a custom um, Reddit uh, subreddit. Uh -huh. And then it stores everything in comments and posts uh, in that subreddit. That's and uses Reddit. That's really hacky. <laughs> Right, exactly. But it's it's along. It was I think it's along the same lines, and I think it's could be an interesting concept to prove out. Right. Yeah. 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 That, that's really interesting. I mean, um, but I uh, yeah, the social hub thingy kind of really feels interesting. Uh, the, one other thing that I think I kind of saw uh, kind of close to this was um, I think there's a service which just uh, goes through your profile, I think just goes through your, uh, repositories and then tries to understand, uh, which language you commit the most and, you know, which, which language you use the most and, you know, which times you are like really active and, you know, just actually writes some, uh, summary about you in, um, in the national language, right? I mean, it just is, uh, you know, his blah, 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 you know, his Josh Beckman is, um, you know, he's really good at Node and, you know, Go and he is really active, uh, you know, during these times of day, and you know, just does that. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I think there are a couple of really good integrations that you can, really, you know, that you can do around GitHub. But then, um, I just wonder about the, you know, you know, the the, the target audience. I guess you know, do you think really developers yeah. are going to really use stuff like that? I mean, 
Probably developers. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they're probably developers are really concerned about what you do and what you post. And mostly, uh, it's, it's you know, if, if you build something like, you know, narrow, right? And people are really concerned about, you know, some bugs maybe. People want to give you some pull requests and, you know. Um, yeah, but um, that, that sounds interesting, though. We could see how it works out if someone builds it. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, the point is that I'm trying to yeah. put out these ideas, number one, so I can keep track of how they evolve, and number two, so that even if I don't build them out, somebody else can. Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah, even uh, a lot of people do that or on Twitter, least, actually. You could tweet out your ideas, right? Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people do that. Like Nathan Mars, right, the guy who actually built uh, Storm, he does that all the time. And mm -hmm. uh, there's this guy called uh, Paul, I, don't, I can't pronounce his last name, it's Stamto or whatever. Um, he's, a, he's a designer at Twitter. If you know this guy called Owen Williams, I guess he, uh, he became really famous about... Um, so there was this article last year, this guy, this Paul guy uh, moved from iPhone to Android, I guess. And then he wrote a really big article where he says, you know, um, you know how, how stuff worked out for him. He, you know, he probably, apparently he didn't have any issues moving to Android from iOS. And then um, this guy from uh, uh, New Zealand, uh, um, his name is Owen Williams. He wrote why uh, moving from Android to iOS was good for him or something like that. And then these guys really became famous. So, uh, this guy, I, I follow him on Twitter. He's a good guy. He, he's, his designs are really good. Um, um, so he, he keeps doing that as well. I think even, uh, uh, you know, this guy, um, uh, this, this Twitter handle, Startup L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. even he does that all the time. <laughs> uh -huh. Startup ideas. Yeah, but he does it to make fun of people. That's true, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of the same idea. So, uh, also, it's a good idea because, you know, if you can explain the idea in 140 characters, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier. For right. Sure. You don't want to write a paragraph about your idea, right? Yeah. 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 And talking of notes, right? Today, I actually downloaded this app called OneNote from Microsoft. <laughs> so, uh, Oh, I remember that. That's a, that's oldish. Yeah, apparently they had a really huge update, uh, some lists or whatever, and then um, you know there was a lot of press uh, talking about this OneNote app, and you know I just wanted to try it out, uh, so I just downloaded that and then you know just deleted that after like five minutes. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> it's um, it's it's a it's a good app, uh, I would say, but. Um, what I think Microsoft is really missing here is uh, really, I use Outlook on my iPhone, the Outlook, the the mail app, right? So um, mm -hmm. if you've used it before, it's really good. Um, the, the the way it tries to filter out, uh, you know, um, you know stuff that it, you don't really care about, like, you know, subscri subscriptions and other things, like deals and stuff, newsletters and stuff, it just filters them out and then just gives you uh, stuff that you probably need. Um, and you could easily, you know, switch between different accounts, which I do all the time. So, um, anyway, it's, it's really good. I mean, the, the, the way it integrates with your calendar and then the way it just gets the files and stuff, it's, it's really good. So, this app was essentially uh, an app called Accompli, which uh, Accompli, Accompli, I don't know, um, Microsoft bought, right? And then they just changed okay. the name from, you know, Accompli to Outlook and they just released it. 
um, I was wondering if you know the OneNote app kind of has some you know coherent uh, look and design that it can probably share with the Outlook app, but it doesn't. Uh, they just look like two different apps from two different companies, right? And um, I don't know. I don't know if they uh, if they really wanted to do it that way, but I really appreciated that you know apps from the same company look like you know they're from the same company. Right. If you looked at apps from they had some cohesive, yeah. <laughs> if you looked at apps from Yahoo, right, all the the weather app or the the news digest or the finance app, right, they just look similar. I mean, you would know maybe because of the purple or water, violet or whatever the color is, right. Maybe it's just because of the color or the kind of aesthetic that they try to preserve. Uh, it's 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 cohesive, right. You you'd know that it's from Yahoo or you'd probably know that it's from the same company. Maybe you don't know the name, but. Um, this is not that, that thing. It's totally different. <laughs> so, yeah, just putting it up there. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with a regular notes one for right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had uh, huge updates to the notes app, right? I mean, they, um, really added all those web links and, uh, you know, there's multitasking stuff on the new iPad and, um, it, it really seems interesting to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Sure. And yeah, yeah talking of Microsoft, <laughs> uh, they were kind of in the news uh, last week, I guess, for um, shaking up uh, the executives and, you know, getting rid of a bunch of them. Um, and one of the guys who were, who um, I think I, I think I know was um, Steve Nelop. The guy who is uh, heading uh, Nokia. Okay. So, so he's he's going to leave Microsoft. Oh. Which I thought was interesting because I was I was thinking um, Microsoft was going to invest more time and money or, and people you know in building good phones like the Lumia phones and uh, it looks like Microsoft is kind of shifting away from just you know building high end Windows phones to just making really good software which which I think they're really good at, right? For, um, you know, iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. 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 Which, which I think is a good idea for them. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. 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 Um, and did you start using any new apps this week? I, was, yeah, I haven't started a new anything. Um, you, I know you were mentioning um, the closure stuff that you were learning. Mm-hmm. I was, I've been learning Lisp. That's, sure. that's the one thing I've been learning recently. How do you like it? I think we talked about that. I think we talked about that a little bit last time. Uh, it's very different. Uh, did we did we talk about this no, last time? No, 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 we did not. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been learning that a little bit. It's very different, you know? So number one, it's functional, yeah. right? Um, don't have a lot of experience with functionally oriented languages, mm-hmm. so that's been a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the syntax is crazy. <laughs> it's got parentheses <laughs> all over the place. Parentheses, yeah. Yeah. Mm. The other thing is that, you know, I, I, one of the things I was doing as I was uh, learning it is like, oh, I, I was, uh, so I, I use Vim as my editor. Okay. Um, and I'm really good at it right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, you know, Emacs is written in Lisp. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I should learn Emacs mm-hmm. uh, as part of, as part of learning Lisp. Mm-hmm. And Emacs is very, very different. So 
I went back to using Vim. Yeah. Uh, to do to do all the editing. Emacs um, is good, actually. I don't know. I um. So. I know. I know you like it. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. Um, Anoop just got me started on uh, Emacs, right? And then uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I I I like it. I mean, I don't know so much Lisp, uh, but I think I just know enough to tweak stuff with Emacs, and um, it's 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 great. Like you you could just program your own editor, right? Um, Mm-hmm. But most but you can do the same thing with Vim and all the other editors as well. Probably, probably. But I, I don't know. I, I, I just like using Emacs sometimes. But uh, most of my development, I just use Sublime Text, mm-hmm. which is plain and simple, yeah. I guess. Like most people, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you don't want to be too fancy about it, right? You, you, you could just get the whole folder in there. I mean, you could do the same thing in Vim or Emacs, I would assume, right? Um, but mostly mm-hmm. Emacs is mm-hmm. when I just want to write a huge file and, you know, I just want to write uh, a script or something like that. Uh, and I don't want to mm-hmm. interact with a lot of classes from different files, right? That's when I use Emacs and just get it done. And I think it's kind of with the key bindings that Emacs has, right? I mean, um, I think my navigation is really good. And I think uh, actually uh, Sublime Text actually supports all um, most of the basic um, key bindings that Emacs has, right? So you could actually use the same key bindings on um, Sublime Text and, you know, you know, just, just yeah. don't have... Yeah, you can do the same thing with Vim. Sure. You can do the same thing with Vim and Sublime Text as well. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, um, yeah, my manager was talking about uh, this thing which where you can actually, uh, I think, build Vim plugins in um, Python? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's some project that someone was building. I don't know. What's the language? Yeah, you can for do the same thing for sub- for Vim. It's Vim script is like the language. Uh-huh. Um, but you can. I mean, Sublime Text is written in Python, so you can do all those in Python as well. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No. So all the all the plugins for for uh, Sublime Text are written in Python hmm. or compiled Python. Sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so so one thing as I was learning Lisp was that, uh, you know, so I hadn't been doing much functional programming, and so as I was doing that, mm-hmm. it was very, it was actually surprisingly helpful because, um, so a, as I was getting into you know thinking about things in a functional way, it made me help, uh, it helped me realize, oh, I've been doing these other things mm-hmm. that I've been, uh, I've been writing some you know libraries in Node or mm-hmm. some libraries in um, in Go or what mm-hmm. have you. And I was like, oh, I recognize that those are being, I was writing those in a functional way and I should rewrite them to be more object oriented, right? Sure. Uh, and so it helped me actually realize, you know, from like almost a mirror perspective of like, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is probably not the best way to be doing it in these other languages. You pro- should probably change that. Sure. So that, that was actually surprisingly helpful so doing that. So how are you learning this? Like, are you following something? Are you reading a book or what is it? So there's a couple of things I've been, I was doing. Um, and I, you know, I took a break this weekend as I was building a bunch of the narrow, mm-hmm. the narrow stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I was doing during the weekend, last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, is I was doing um, readings from uh, Paul Graham's sure. Lisp sure. book, sure. Um, and then I was doing um, Google's Lisp Cohen's. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. I remember when I was first starting to do Ruby, I did all the Ruby Cohen's, mm-hmm. and I really. And, benefited from those so I started doing those for Lisp as well mm. I, I was thinking that those would be beneficial there as well mm-hmm. they've been pretty good so far sure. you know they're very similar it's kind of like you know <sighs> nil equals nil and 
true equals true, and then you build up from there. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean, so have you, have you done any, any Cohen programming before? Nope. Oh, okay, so do you, do you know, are you familiar with the concept? Uh, what was that? Are you familiar with the concept? No, 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 what is that? Okay, so the concept is like, the Cohens are like all these different statements, right? Mm -hmm. And so then the statements are incorrect and you have to correct them to be true. And then you pass the test and you go on to do other statements. Uh -huh. And so at the very beginning, it's a lot of like, uh, you know, assert equal nil, nil, right? And you have to like, mm -hmm. you know, and there's like a blank space and you have to write nil and then it passes the test, right? Mm -hmm. Things like that where it teaches you, you know, what are the basic, you know, um, uh, memory types in this language, you know, what can you do? And, you know, like, what's the syntax for, you know, uh, writing a test? And, you know, what's mm -hmm. the syntax for, like, converting a string to an integer and back again and things like that? Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot of that at the beginning, and then it builds up from there. Mm, I see. I should, so I should probably do that for closure if it yeah. exists. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure one of them, I mean, I'm not sure, but hopefully one of them exists. It's a pretty common uh, paradigm for learning the different languages. I see. I didn't do one for Node or JavaScript, but I did do them for, um, I remember doing them for Ruby, and I did a little bit for Python mm -hmm. back in the day. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, you you know what, you know, Ruby, you know, Node, you know, Go, you know, Python, man, you know, a lot of languages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't do them for, I didn't do them for Go, though. Uh, Go was just kind of doing the, um, what did I do for Go? Oh, I did, like, the, the, they have the course... Uh, on the website, I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and then goes. I think that it's called the tour of Go or whatever, right? It's it's good. Right, exactly. Yeah, and so the documentation that, and then is um, really good. Right, and then there's the Go program. There's like the book, like the official EPUB book that they released about it. Uh huh. I remember that one. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then I was just I just really started writing stuff. That's the thing that's always been most beneficial for me is just starting to write things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I started learning Swift, and um, I really like the language. Um, it's it's good, yeah. I think, uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, even even though I started learning Clojure, I didn't really go deep into you know the, the functional programming stuff, which I would assume is um, kind of a little bit too a little bit hard to kind of pick up on, I guess. Uh, and um, mm -hmm. Um, you know, people say it'll help you eventually, sometime later on, wherever. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. Um, so, to, so I actually started using this app uh, this week called uh, Swam. Have you heard of that? No. So basically, I used to use this app, but you know, I just stopped using it. Uh, probably last year around the same time or probably in October I guess um, so Foursquare was split, in, split sorry split into two apps uh, one oh I do remember this now okay right. yes I know what you're talking so about so Foursquare is like the discovery app and then uh, Swarm's like the you know friends and check-in and the social app so yeah I think it's really good um, you should probably give it a try I will keep it in mind <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah yeah. Hmm. Um, well, oh, I, I just had a, I, something I was going to ask you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you something, right? Um, oh. Okay, you go ahead. I remember what I was going to say. You know, you know what the other thing I was, I've been learning? Yeah. I've been learning um, how to tell temperature in Celsius. 
I switched all my weather applications to be telling me temperatures in Celsius. <laughs> and it's been very confusing during this week, why, but hopefully it'll pay off in the next that? couple weeks. Because I've been reading, this book I've been reading is um, very um, scientifically oriented. So all the, temperature is in, all the temperatures are in Kelvin or Celsius. Uh-huh. And so if you think of things in Fahrenheit, you don't, you, it's hard to translate mm-hmm. one temperature to another. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to learn Celsius um, because it'll just be useful and, and, more, and I, more applicable sure. to the general world. I, I'll tell you what so. worked for me, right? I mean, it was kind of con- confusing for me to kind of get started. Right, because you had to go the other direction. You had to go from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Right, right, right. So uh, what I uh, realized was if you just... If you just uh, remember the ranges, right, you know it's really sunny if it's more than 90, right? That, that's all I know about it. <laughs> you know, it's okay if it's more than 70. You know, it's fucked up if it's, you know, less than 40, right? So uh, that's, 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 how I, um, that's how I do the math. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, 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 so far, this, I have a similar method. So far, my method is I know that room temperature is 22 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. So above that is too warm, and below that is too cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I know that zero degrees is, you know, freezing point. So, you know, I can approximate things in between there. Mm. But my goal is to get more familiar than that. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So... Um, what, are you, what, are your, what are your weather apps telling you temperatures in right now? Are they in Celsius or in Fahrenheit? Uh, they're in Fahrenheit. Okay, very good. Yeah, um... I don't know. I really like this idea of, you know, um, so, so you take a lot of things, you know, really obviously, right? You just look at uh, 7 o'clock and say it's 7 o'clock because it's evening, right? Um, instead of that, like uh, when I was a child, I think I had the uh, 24-hour clock, right? So you had to do, the, uh, do a little bit of math before you, you know, understand what the time was. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For some reason, I really liked it that way. I don't know why. <laughs> So, <laughs> even though the Fahrenheit, it's like, you know, I just look at the ranges and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, although it's not obvious. Like, if you ask me 70, 70 if you say, what's, what's 70 Fahrenheit in, um, you know, Celsius, I can't say. I can't really say. Mm-hmm. But I know it's... Yeah, you can't translate from... Yeah, what yeah, I can do that. But I, can, I know it's, you know, hot, right? I know it's a good weather. So, yeah, yeah that's all I know. <laughs> and I think that's all you need to know, right? Yeah, uh, that's all I'm aiming for. Right. Um, I, I was actually going to ask you, what's the difference between Node.js and IO.js? So it's, it's actually getting less and less of a difference. So before what it was, um, so I forget the exact date that IO broke off from Node. Right. Um, and why did they broke? Like, uh, let's, what was the right, reason? Right, so they broke off. So, so Node is... Um, organized and releases are controlled by the company, uh-huh. right, which is a privately owned company called Joyent, uh-huh. J-O-Y-E-N-T. Uh-huh. Uh, and so um, the reason that people broke off and built I.O. is that they were unhappy with the pace of releases. Was it too um, fast so or too slow? Too slow. <laughs> okay. uh, and so what they wanted to do is they wanted to incorporate more, you know, uh, ECMAScript 6 features and um, newer server-side features that they some people had built out. Mm-hmm. They wanted to release those at a faster pace. And so what they did is they forked the repository mm-hmm. and built out IOJS, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that can, carried on for 
about two or three months. And I had some people that I was, I knew at, at the time and I, I was working with at the time that said, you know, OIOJS is going to be the next, you know, it's going to be the big thing. It's going to, you know, uh, it's going to take over Node, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I, 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 I wish I had some writing down that said I disagreed with that at the time. Because now what happened is um, Joyent has agreed to increase the, re- the speed of their releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people working on IOJS have realized that it's a lot of work to maintain all that stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of money. So they're merging them back together again. Oh. Uh, and so they, they announced that, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe, maybe a month ago, maybe a little less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they will be uh, the same thing again very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now the differences are pretty small. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, my... my 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 final word is you know don't don't get don't, <laughs> don't get too riled up about it. No 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 I I was just reading about uh, you know about uh, this this the whole merge thing right I was like what's IOJS right. like, how is it different so gotcha so I just wanted to know and I, I knew right. you were the yeah, right no, guy to There was ask. no real right right there was no real functional difference in it it was mostly just a a few cosmetic changes and then they're starting to merge back together again already. Sure. So yeah. If it had been continued on for longer then there would have been more of a difference but mm. and didn't and happen. You were talking about ECMAScript. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? I mean what's that what's what's ECMAScript? So ECMAScript is like the standard of like what goes into what's available in different JavaScript versions, right? So oh, right yeah. now there's ECMAScript 5, which is what currently runs on like your different browser mm-hmm. and stuff. There's ECMAScript 6, which currently runs in Node, and some browsers support ECMAScript 6. It's got different features that, you know, are more available in higher level languages like, you know, Python or Ruby. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring these concepts into, concepts into JavaScript, and so that's what the, mm-hmm. the new standards are about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That's that's good to know. Sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, talking about apps, um, the 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 other app I started using this week is called uh, Pacer. Have you heard of this app? Pacer. No. Pacer. So essentially, um, so one of my friend got me to this. So basically, it just counts the number of it just pulls information from your health app, right? And then just counts the number of steps that you take every day, and then you know tries to see if you've actually, uh, you know, there's a 10,000 steps goal for each day, uh, which I guess is prescribed by WHO or something. And then it just counts the number of apps that you did uh, in a day. Um, And then it gives you some good lists about, you know, what's the average number of steps that you took or whatever. Um, The good thing, I guess, was, um, which is pretty different from the health app, is that you can actually see how many steps your friends took, right? And then uh, probably kind of compete with them and then, you know, do a challenge or stuff like that. And uh, that really got me motivated to walking, right? So my friend was parking his car in a parking lot and he was going to get some food or something, right? And I just got off the car and just wanted to walk because I wanted to, you know, beat the, beat the other guy. <laughs> so um, and that, that actually happened. So... Uh, what do you think about these fitness apps and, you know, do you think it, like fitness apps being social and, you know, trying to expose the data, uh, do you think that really helps you? I think, I think it helps some people. Uh, I feel like I've built up a tolerance to them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like most people will build up a tolerance to them over time. What do you mean tolerance? Um, it is. 
So I mean, like you, you get you get uh, motivated to do things towards the beginning, and then you eventually don't care <laughs> later on because you have other things you need to worry about, and so. Damn. It's kind of up to you to maintain that or not on your own without the app. I'm sure it works for some people, but it just doesn't work for me. Mm. For me, so I I used to, you know, keep track of those things. I rely on it now to passively keep track of those, right? So that you know your health health app, mm-hmm. uh, kind of passively records your steps and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so every once in a while, I'll take a glance, but mm-hmm. I do not check it every day or anything like that. I thought you were a big fan of logging stuff. Yeah, you know, I used to be, and then I realized that. Uh, well, I didn't realize I didn't have time to go through all the data, yeah. and so I have. I, I trust that it's continuing to accumulate in the background, right. and I may go back to it at some point. Right. Um, but right now, I don't have any incentive or ability to go through it at all. Hmm. Oh yeah. That's basically that's basically where I'm at right now. Yeah, you're just <laughs> fucking too busy, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, what else? Are you planning on doing anything with yours? Uh, what do you mean? Are you planning on, you know, collecting it and, and uh, uh, putting it into a graph or anything like that? No, it does it for me. So, <laughs> basically, um, I'm just... Right, but are you going to put it on, like, a uh, some public-facing no, display or No, anything? why would I? I mean, I, no, 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 I don't think so. What I'd probably do is just keep competing, right? <laughs> and then uh, keep walking more steps every day so I can uh, can be more healthier, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I only... So it, it gives you a global daily average steps. And today it's like 4,754 steps. And I did 9,360 steps. And I feel good about myself. So <laughs> that's that's all to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> you should feel good. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. I'm sure, you feel tired. Uh, yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah, I was shopping a lot and I had to walk a lot. So yeah, that's that's how I got those nine thousand steps. Then. <laughs>